So, who's the bear? Who's the bear? Welcome back, my friends, to uh, the very final episode of the premiere season of Shorzy. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been a great journey so far, and I can't wait to get into this episode Hell yeah. uh, and then talk about what ne- what's next. So, yeah, see ya. So, hey, Tiara. Hey. What's shaking? Huh? 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 <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, you. Huh? Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole hell of a lot. It's yeah. been a week. I'm very happy to be here <laughs> yes. with you. Yes. With the dog snuggled on my foot and a um overcast sky for the for the quote unquote birthday of this <laughs> wonderful country. And uh and uh for those who didn't know, on the first was Canada Day as well as Happy Birthday. E- even, even even more important, Jared Kiso's birthday. Happy birthday, Jared Kiso. So he, he, like we uh, all did it on social media. So oh yeah. Hopefully yeah. you saw it. And I mean, I, also I think that something. was one of the biggest reactions I ever got to a tweet. <laughs> I think there was like three hundred some odd likes. Or there something were a lot like of people that. that didn't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I feel like that's the whole reason why he drops those jokes about Canada, about the the national anthem, and yeah. and all of that. Like he was born on a very patriotic day for his country. Right. And I've, I've known people in the u.s who were born on the fourth of july oh god i heard it as it was coming out of my mouth i was gonna say if if so if if cruz played a character <laughs> on born on fourth of july who would play jared kiso's character on born of first of july Ooh. <laughs> i don't know that's a that's a good question yeah I, but, uh, yeah I, yeah anyway i, I was gonna I, say friends born on the fourth like when they were growing up like loved having that big you know Super patriotic because they sure. didn't know what it meant until they yeah. knew what it meant. Um, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Holy. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining us again. Uh, if you want to find us in places, you know, like you can go to Twitter, YouTubes, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr. Uh, we're all at How Are You Now Pod. Um, you can email us at hosts at com. Or how are you now pod at gmail.com. Um, again, if we also have a phone number where you can leave us a voicemail with any questions you may have or comments or TR's favorite thing, dad jokes. <laughs> um, our number is 30450 Ferda. Um, yeah. It so. just cracks me up every time we do that. <laughs> That's, you know, that's going to be with us forever. So, mm-hmm. uh, so if you were unaware, we're on the Podsecure Podcast Network. Please go check out all of our shows uh, on Podsecure.com. Um, and just to mention real quick, uh, on the 11th of July here, we will be doing our next table read, uh, uh, which will be a heck of a lot of fun. It will be the first time anyone has ever heard this episode. Yeah. of of Letterkenny as it has <laughs> not actually ever appeared. It was written by our good friend David Mack, who we had on episode one of Shorzy here. Um, and it's brilliant. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, and it, I mean, it deserves, it, de- it, it. I think it actually deserves a real episode, personally. I it think would it w- be really, really cool. That would be awesome. If, you know, 
yeah. certain people who we suspect may listen might maybe yeah. point this episode at somebody who might be interested. <laughs> yes, very much. So, uh, and also, uh, last but not least, our uh, show music is done by the awesome band Light the Lamp, greatest hockey punk band I've ever heard. I mean, gr- granted, they are the only hockey punk band I've ever, heard, <laughs> but they are awesome. They're fun. They're great guys. Uh, go check them out on all the places there on the band camp and the Twitter and all all the things. If you just go, go look up like Light the Lamp, uh, yeah, you'll find them. Um, so, anyway, uh, we've got a guest. Did you know that? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We got a new guest. Well, it's not a new guest, but uh, so why don't we go ahead and uh, see so, yeah, so Hey, awesome. How are you now? Oh, good. And you? <laughs> That's bad. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. We per- should do that. That was, per- that was perfectly it well was. mixed. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's going on with the awesome? What do you What do you got shaking lately? See, uh, so I've been installing an above ground pool in my backyard and. Uh, last between last Tuesday and yesterday, I've hauled, poured, and leveled out almost four tons of sand. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so a bitch is sore. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> bitches got to be sore. <laughs> I... Yeah, not a fun way. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes you good know, evening, yeah. Nathan. <laughs> Hi, hello, Nathan. Hello. Good evening from the UK. Welcome, so, welcome again, Nathan. <laughs> I like this one too. So, uh, a phytophile. When it's a lazy, sun- stony Sunday and you open YouTube at almost exactly 3 p.m. Eastern on Shorzy Pod Day, I'm going with the fate Aww. of this one. Hey, yep. you're a phytophile. That was you awesome. got it right, man. Yes. I, that, I like yeah. that. Shorzy Pod Day. Shorzy like Pod Day. Aww. Shorzy Pod. Hashtag, hashtag Shorzy Pod Day. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do that uh, if there's a season two ever. Yes. We, which we all hope. Hey, Woody. Hi, Remember? Woody. Woody Way. <laughs> Woody's Way. Uh, was too quick on the trigger with that one. So, uh, so before uh, before we start getting into the episode and everything, I just kind of want to, in general, uh, ask you awesome you're prior to the show the uh the show being dropped what your feeling about shorzy was and then how your feelings are now just in general now that you've watched and consumed all of it so prior to the premiere of the series mm-hmm. i was optimistic because you know in kizo we trust right <laughs> Uh, would you would you say would you say cautiously? I, no, I oh, wouldn't fully qualify on board. it like okay. that. Actually, sure. I believe um, that with you because, fully on board. Yeah. So, like, I've made a point to hunt down at catalog <laughs> and archive like old interviews and articles and you know stuff like that. And there was one interview he did in 2015 <clears throat> for I believe his Canadian Heritage Minute Hmm. video where he says he wants to be the John Wayne of hockey films. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, "Mm, yeah, I can see that. 
I can right. see Hopefully that. You can minus take all the racism. Out of hockey, but you know. <laughs> Minus the racism. And, and actually <laughs> having Native people playing Native right. people. Right. That's a big difference, yeah, too. What a fucking novel concept. <laughs> but anyway, no. So, like, I knew that this was a passion project. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a passion project. That that means it'll not be any good. And I'm like, you know, when it's a passion project, you actually care about the shit that you're doing. Yeah. And, like, y'all act like Letterkenny wasn't a passion project. Yeah. <laughs> So yep. how about mm, get your head screwed on straight? Yeah. Uh, so no, I was like fully optimistic and fully on board. I was like, yeah, no, Shorzy's a bit of a, you know, blank slate, but that just means that he can literally build anything he fucking wants. Mm -hmm. Like sky's the limit. There's like, there's so much potential to this. True. Um, and when I saw people slagging it off as like a cash grab or whatever, I'd be like, mm, no, if he said no. it was about the cash, it, it would be so he, it would be he, so different. If if he was he, about the cash, he'd 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 definitely, he would he would definitely be playing Wolverine. Yes. So. Yeah. So uh but yeah, no, so like um I like pointedly posted a couple interviews and, and um some of the uh behind the scenes clips from the Don Cherry films and <laughs> you know like maybe maybe just have a little faith in the man that he's writing something good because y'all haven't been disappointed yet have you nope like Letter Kenny's a banger 12 out of 10 would recommend to a friend <laughs> well there's that monster warrior thing I couldn't no. do the first episode I'm sorry I tried it twice <laughs> It's so it's, it's 90s. It's, it's very corny, <laughs> it's but a ghost adorable. It's, <laughs> doo -doo, yeah, okay, doo -doo, but it's like that on purpose. It was filmed <laughs> in like 20, 2005 and yeah. released in I 2006. Know. I know. Like, I'm, I'm not, yeah, that's another thing is I'm it's, trying to work up like a format and a script for those. It's, it's very, it's very campy in my opinion. Oh, it's <laughs> and super the, camp. And, and the CGI. And I love it. I, use, I, don't know. I, I love brilliant. camp. I guess I couldn't, it, watching Kiso in camp was a little uncomfortable. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, so he was like 20, 21, something like that. <laughs> I am so glad that I never did anything on camera in my 20s. <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey now. Um. Anyway, hi. But yeah, no. So like, and then after the premiere of the show, I was like, mm, see, see, see. Yeah, I was justified. How about all of you shut your butts? Justified. Like you are. Um. Minus the the scary details of other people who have said this, but uh, you are absolutely Kiso's number one fan. And I I should have had Annie absolutely Wilkes. no. That's what, I didn't mention it. Um, and there's more than that one. There was the real life one too. But um, hmm. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> like I I don't know why there would be any doubt that you would love anything that he did. So well, and like again, like just based on what he's delivered in the past, mm -hmm. like when he's had I the had, control, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I had a reasonable expectation of a good end product because he's been so hands-on with Letterkenny, because we've seen his style developing over, you mm -hmm. know, the last seven years of this show. 
Like, I don't understand why people would be so automatically cynical and pessimistic, like just based on the evidence that we have. I think it's just based on because Shorzy as a as a character had been kind of rather one dimensional, I suppose. There's, like that, I said, there's also you can yeah. build anything you want on top oh, of that foundation. I, I sure. think it's also the fact that so many Letterkenny fans, to be perfectly honest, so many American Letterkenny fans came to Letterkenny probably during the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been with it and watched the growth in a growth projection. They just, like, binged it all at once and now are like, well, Shorzy was never my favorite character. Like, I have been with this thing almost since the very beginning. Shorzy is absolutely not my favorite character, and I was still willing to give this a chance, and I ended up loving it. So, yeah. like, I mean, can't... I would think, I would think if anything, like, that compressed timeline would make the chart even more obvious you know like if you're plotting out like on a line chart the line only goes up you know so I, again yeah. i'm a data-driven <laughs> person i'm a librarian for a fucking reason <laughs> like i have a gift folder where i organize so and sort and tag my gifts okay sure. so god i wish i could do that I just I just end up downloading multiple of the same ones because I'm like I can't remember where to find the one that I did. No, my brain is like file folder architecture. That is what my brain looks like. Well, I do that. I do oh, that I as well, but I wait. It's like remember I, where they are. I I they end up like I do that. I like will download for a month and just do a regular folder, and then I'll have to go through and organize them after yeah, after about no, a month. My my brain my brain is a hoarder's dream. Like <laughs> I've got there are newspapers stacked up like from when I was in high school and on the on the newspaper. I I have that in there somewhere. Like it's just everywhere. There's shit everywhere. From forty something years of ADHD and autism. <laughs> well, okay, so you're you're on my you're on my private server, and you see you've seen the channel where that I have for like interviews and articles and shit. I made my own fucking citation format. <laughs> I love you. Uh, you're so adorkable. Ah, uh, shit. So Nathan I says, Nathan I, I, says. Yeah, I know some I know some guys like Shorzy, so it was more of a nostalgic thing with me that made me like him from the start off or from nice. the off. Yeah. I, I mean it, I enjoyed I I enjoyed a good bit of Shorzy. There but I could see I could see I could understand, I'll put it this way, I could understand trepidation. Um even though I was um, uh, the more I thought of, the more I thought about it, you know, for the first time it was announced, I'm like, well. Yeah, like you. He hasn't disappointed us yet, so mm-hmm. I really have no reason. But I can understand, especially for newer people. Um, so yeah, that's kind sure. of how like, I, I could it. understand it if it was almost literally anybody else. Like the only other <laughs> people that I would not second guess are like Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, and Mark Hamill. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Like that's a fucking short list to be like if you're in good, you're in good company there. <laughs> I I and uh, I would say for me I mean uh, Garth Ennis. You haven't you haven't Garth liked everything he's done. And downs. You haven't liked I, everything. He's I done. I really like Garth Ennis. You I like mean, most of what he's done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And Garth has definitely grown as a writer as well. I mean, like OG preacher to yes. the series is a vast difference and. 
Like he even said in a couple interviews that, yeah, if I was writing it now, I would not do, you know, like the thing with Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Damn, a lot of things. But yeah, but, you know, I mean, I think everybody, when they write things and they put it out there, I mean, there's lots of, I'm sure, (laughs) I don't know if Stephen King has any regrets about it. Oh my God. Uh, Stephen King has so many regrets about things that, no, yeah, he's got so many things that he's like, I would not have done that. But also, like, half of the books he wrote in the 70s and 80s, he was high or drunk. I'm on cocaine. And and doesn't remember, like, what was going on in that time period. All right. Did I say that? Right. Did I really write a child orgy? orgy? Yes. (laughs) What do you mean, child? Oh, right. So, uh, so, um, Shorzy, yeah, so- let's get back to Shorzy, oh, shall we? All right, last uh, week. Last, last week, uh, hockey brings people together with our our new friend Amy, uh, who was great to have on. She was a lot of fun. Definitely, um, that was the one that was not using your name in vain. Awesome, but, but really wanted to follow you. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thanks for the follow. Uh, I, you know, Warren Ellis. So, Fight of Files. If you like Garth Ennis, what about Warren Ellis? Warren Ellis, I think has some good stuff i'm uh i'm i think i'm more in tuned to the very dark irish humor that garth garth has um, i will say warren ellis was eerily fucking prescient with trans metropolitan oh, you yeah. know what? i i bought that and i hadn't got a chance tr uh, read read it and mm-hmm. didn't really care for it much i, I mean it wasn't shit in high i didn't school. hate it or anything just i i, uh, I, I was yeah grant morrison yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah. Um. So we also have Red. Um. Warren Warren Ellis is the one who wrote Red. Yeah. Which I know. So we, yeah. And we watched the movies too. So yeah. I mean, it's. I, I'm just saying, Warren. Uh, Warren is a, a bit more hit or miss than yeah. Yeah. Uh, than Garth is for me. So yeah. I mean, because I love the boys, I, and when I heard that was coming out, I'm like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> And somehow he talked my mother into watching it. <laughs> no, I was trying to talk her out of it. Yeah, but instead she got more interested the more you told her how terrible it was or how gross it was. I just like that one scene in fucking the Century Club episode. The boys are trying to talk Katie and Mary Fred out of like un- <laughs> oh, yeah. unleashing the McMurray. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're almost 20 minutes in we haven't, we haven't really <laughs> talked mean? enough it's about like we're friends yeah um, a little bit so uh hockey brings people together um gosh uh it was i i it was great um you know especially with you know it's bringing this arc to to its precipice and then coming to this final episode i mean uh what uh what do you think about you're you're just kind of overall thoughts of hockey brings people together i think as a sort of in in the lead up to the climax of the series that being this episode it works wonderfully well um it does a lot of setting up and it does actually pay off for Michaels mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yes. <clears throat> like when he brings in the Paula Chitty brothers and then they're during that limo ride where they're being escorted <laughs> by Phil and his goons. Yeah. You know, the whole team is looking at Michaels and he's like, hockey brings people together. Yeah. And, and it's that attaboy that he's been so mm-hmm. thirsting for. Right. He has been thirsting for that acceptance. 
and like you know, he, that... he did redeem himself in the eyes of the team. Yeah. yeah. And that specific scene, I love that you brought that up because I feel like that sets the scene for Michaels for this whole episode. Like, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, without getting into yeah, anything, yeah. you know, he's he's embodying what Nat is saying about if something's going wrong, it's about the eye. Like he he's like, it's my fault. And everybody else is like, no, no, no. This is what's happening. Um, and if that had been like two episodes ago, he would not have gotten any solace from anybody, probably. So right. like, it shows that that <clears throat> like that was the moment where the team was like, he is part of this team. Yeah. So yeah, he he really put himself out there and made the sacrifice and made the play. And th- because he was willing to do that, because he was willing to put himself out, that is what really cemented his acceptance in the team because he he did it for the boys mm-hmm. you yeah. know and, and, like, and that's kind of like that's the whole fucking point of being on a team well and the, the the and and it also goes to not just the bringing the fans together it goes to bringing the hockey the the team together so mm-hmm. hockey brings yeah. people together that's what he was doing i mean he was yeah i mean that 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 absolutely is the point and that's why i think that episode got that title is when you're on a team, it only works if everyone's working together. Okay, I, I don't know what this is. I don't know who broke from the Moomins is. But, so Nathan <laughs> says that harrowing car ride with Michael's between uh, the Paul Chetty brothers and them looking both like Groke from the Moomins. I don't know who that is, but uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, I'm sure. Yeah, no, oh, okay. please look oh, yeah. this up. Yeah. I'm I'm crying from how fucking funny that is. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh come on. Focus. Uh, he looks so proud and awkward at the same time. Very it true. won't focus, sorry. No, it was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's kinda like Grimace from <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, except Grimace, except he's afraid of getting bummed. <laughs> okay. Afraid of getting what? Bummed. Bummed. Spell that for me. B U M M E D. Okay. Getting it in the bum. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Like, you know that first time bottoming face? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into Don't Poke the Bear, and then we can do a lot more chatting after that. How about, how about that? No, sorry, I broke Tierra. I yeah, broke Tierra. <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay. Dean's turn. All right, so let's get into Don't Poke, poke the Bear. I'll do this real quick because should be uh, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Um, uh, so we start off uh, in the open with fi- uh, in the final episode. Uh, we be- uh, get back the same series that we started with. Uh, Anik, Tessa, R.A., and J. Unquestionable called. The- uh, they recap the Bulldogs' plan on how they- and how they've done. They talk about their final game against the Sioux and that the Sioux are bringing their A game this time. And that they think that the Bulldogs have poked the bear. Um, so from there, we cut to uh, Sanguinette sitting in a hot tub. And then Mercedes coming in and climbing on top of him. She asked if he remembers the first time she, uh, she saw him. Quick cut to an underwater scene uh, of what happened at the party island in Wasaga Beach, followed by the aqua dump floating by. Uh, from there, we uh, after the title, we uh, cut to the ice where Shorzy is refing the juniors again. Chirping continues it has has been done between him, Lori, uh, Corey, and Liam. Uh, this time it's a little bit lighter than usual, which kind of makes sense since we let her cut to Sanguinette and Shorzy 
sitting in the stands where Sanger's telling Shorzy that he didn't cheer <laughs> one guy on the team in this last game, and they got the big win. And uh, Sanger says that positivity is a superior motivator. Uh, next, we cut to the GM's office where uh, Nat, Meg, and Zeger in their usual places, and Laura Moore is in front of them conducting an interview. He has a mouth on him. No argument there. Is he still pushing up on you? The consistency's kind of charming. He could step on a landmine and talk himself out of it. I know you have a soft spot for him. I do. I love that photo. It's not just him. It's hockey players. Why? Take losing so personally. They don't just accept blame for a loss. They claim it. They take that burden off of their teammates. I fucked up. I cost us the game. I need to be better. But when they win, it's never personal. They never take credit. They never say I. They share it. In other sports, it's me, me, me. But in hockey, it's we. It's a team. You trying to write the piece for me? <sighs> they can be irritating at times. And over the top. But they're... Dumb. Ugly. They're sluts. But there's a humbleness there and a responsibility. I respect it. If it's a loss tonight, will you take responsibility? If we lose, we fold. Even if it's a packed barn? We do what we say we're gonna do. You already printed it, didn't you? That a problem? Yeah. Uh, and so from there, we cut to Shorzy's, uh, to Shorzy walking into his apartment. Hitch and Dolor are sitting on the couch. He hears the sounds of sex coming from the bedroom and just decides to pop his head in under the auspice of going on a Krispy Kreme run. Uh, the girl inside the bedroom squeals. JJ yells at Shorzy, Tabarnak, Shorzy. Uh, Shorzy <laughs> can't tell who she is, but that she's pretty, and it's definitely not Laurence. Uh, as a com conversation is taking place, there's a knock on the door. JJ? Get back up. JJ? Get back up. Big sexy. Shorzy? Don't know who that Goldie? <laughs> Where's Daddy? It's a key Goldie. And the last one, whatever your fucking name is. Why, she don't even know me name. Um, 12 inch cunt. Pick <laughs> Just open the door. <laughs> 12 inch cunt. I love is that great. line. Uh, I, genu I think that was a genuine <laughs> laugh. Uh, like, oh, that was, man. And they just had to keep it because it was so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Shorzy opens the door and Laurence walks in. She knows that JJ is there with Lissandre, uh, and she knows this because Lissandra stupidly parked her Range Rover out front. So dumb. It, that was Rayleigh and Jonesy moves. Right? That is Rayleigh and Jonesy moves. Uh, at that point, Lissandra sheepishly steps out of the room, putting her clothes on clumsily. Uh, she tells Laurence how she's a huge fan of her and JJ. <laughs> Yeah. Right? <laughs> Laurence tells Shorzy. Why was Laurence involved? Why right? Was three so, like, yeah. Laurence tells Shorzy that JJ can come pick up his Siamese cat. JJ chases after Laurence. Shorzy accuses JJ of cultural appropriation for having a Siamese <laughs> cat. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> Which is brilliant. That was the best fucking, oh my God. Anyway, now we cut to uh, walking into the barn tunnel. Shorzy pants Michaels. Sanger comes out and tells Shorzy to collect the gems and come into the workout room. Uh, Shorzy and Sanger let the gems know that uh, this is in the workout room that uh, they appreciate everything they've done so far, but they'll be benched for most of the, uh, most part because the Sioux are dressing their studs. Shorzy looks over at Goody, Dolo, and Hitch, who are riding the bi their bikes, and uh, they have a quick quick conversation about how how good the bikes are. And just then, Meg and Zeke walk in, 
asked where JJ is. Sanger says that he's running late. Uh, the girls beckon Sanger and Shorzy to the GM's office. In the GM's office, uh, Nat expresses how happy is she is for the turnaround that she's got uh, caused by Shorzy. Something and something to mark the occasion for Shorzy, a new sweater. Zeke pulls out the sweater and shows Shorzy the back. He's immediately concerned with having yet another sponsor to be involved with. Zig unfolds the sweater, turns it around, and it's got the C on it. Shorzy grabs Sanger by the arm and begins <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> uh, Nat reiterates, however, Nat reiterates that they will still fold if they lose. Um, all of their faces in that scene. Yes. Every single Shorzy one of them. is like speechless. He can just, he can only just shake his head. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I forgot about big, big sexual. Big sexual. Right. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, big sexual. So big sexy is, nice. is definitely the MVP Hell of the yeah. scene. <laughs> no, I think Laurence uh, is the Oh, oh Laurence. I mean, and, yeah, just stepping back to that scene. I, I mean, mean, she her, was honestly a lot nicer. Well, and also her hair, you could see that she's been sleepless and her yeah. hair is just kind oh, of flat. Yeah. And... When she's been like positively gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, is she fucking mad? And she's got a right to be fucking mad. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're going to see later about what happens. Anyway, uh, so anyway, walking back to the locker rooms uh, from from the GM's office, Shorzy asks, where, Shorzy asks Sanger where J.J. is. Uh, JJ, uh, uh, Sanger dodges the question but tells Shorzy that Fish is definitely ready. And so they go talk to him, let him know that he's been doing all the right things and uh, saying that it's almost as if he loves winning. But Fish replies, is, no, I hate losing. So, the uh, Shorzy and Sanger give a, a very knowing look to each other. Uh, we cut to the locker room. The boys are getting pumped to go. Starting lineup is Fish, Goody, Dolo, Hitch, Shorzy, introduced as the team captain, and Michaels. Uh, then we cut to a musical montage uh, where uh, of the stands, Nat in her office, and then the boys out on the ice, everyone getting their game faces on. And we cut to the game. Uh, in progress with Remy and Benny <laughs> calling the game. Remy Nadu. Remy Nadu. Uh, the Sioux are <laughs> The Sioux are firing on all cylinders. They end up uh, with the period one at 3 uh, 0 with the uh, Sioux over the Bulldogs. Shorzy breaks a stick on the net as he's wont to do. Uh, from there, we cut to the during the intermission in the locker room. Michael's apolog is apologizing to the team. Shorzy says no, that it's not his fault, but the rest of the boys need to start shooting the fucking puck. Uh, we cut to series uh, series two. The period, uh, sorry, period two uh, has begun. The Sioux score even more points, much to the disappointment and displeasure of everyone. Sanguinet wants to put the gems out there, but Shorzy doesn't want them to go out there just to be thrown in the box. They need goals. Um, second intermission has begun back in the locker room. Shorzy is puking in the toilet. Where uh, he asks where JJ is, Sanger tells him that he went back to Quebec and uh, to Quebec and that he won't be there. Uh, the studs and singer all get together in the stall with Shorzy and they hatch a plan. Yeah. Uh, Shorzy, Shorzy comes we'll up, talk about comes out, and Shorzy comes out and lets the team know they're not going to beat the Sioux. Singer uh, shows them the plan. We can't just lose. This last game in this barn, got to win something. It's the Bulldogs' last game in this barn. We got to give them a show. So, boys, let's give them the fucking lumber. We're winning that physical battle, boys. If you can't run them up, 
If we can't run them up, fill them in. Boys, let's just give them the fucking lumber out there. <laughs> One period to make their lives hell. Jims, they're not going to want to go. Not worth the risk. They've got playoffs up the road. So your job is to score us a goal. The rest of the boys are going to make room for you guys out there for a change. Because you guys are scoring us the last goal in Sudbury Bulldogs history. Well, what do you think, Jim? Yeah. Jim? Yes. Jim? Sounds good, Shorty. Should be fun. Thanks, Jims. Boy, I fucking love winning. Fucking hate losing more. Got a dip. Hurry up, fish. The last game in this barn. Let's give him a show, boys. Let's give him the fucking lumber. Damn right. I love how he has like the tear on the very tip mm -hmm. of his nose there because yeah. he's already crying. Yeah, he's already crying. Already, yeah. So then, for yeah, so uh, period three starts as a musical montage. The boys are getting physical with the Sioux, um, and they can't stand it. We see the folks in the crowd really getting into it. There's a shared moment between Sanger and me, <laughs> which uh, Zeke is completely disgusted with. <laughs> Her face. Oh my god! At some point in the period, all the studs get sent to the box uh, where they're celebrating with each other and the crowd just cheers them on. <laughs> there are studs in the box. Studs in the box. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, so <laughs> the next face-off begins with the gyms. Uh, and Fish swinging the lumber at the at the Sioux. Uh, we see Nat in her office looking at the picture Laura was talking about earlier. Nat, her mom, and Shorzy, all of them with their teeth out. <laughs> uh, she uh, she then well, makes like, Shorzy's holding up a sharpie and he's like blacked out with the sharpie, one of Nat's mom's teeth and one of Nat's yes. teeth. Okay. Uh, okay. So oh, is that one? Okay, I didn't see. I yeah. I just thought they That's all. That's why had he's holding tooth. up the sharpie. Oh, I you know I completely missed the sharpie. Good good find. Uh, you yeah good observation you're gonna find all of that for us <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh so we see uh anyway uh, and then uh nat makes her way to the stadium just as one of the gyms <laughs> scores a goal to finally give them a point everyone in the in the in the stands are just cheering like mad uh and then just a bit later one more score scored goal in the final seconds uh, both scored by uh gym number one uh mm -hmm. Marasti. Uh, <laughs> uh the final Final score, Sioux 5, Bulldogs 2. Uh, then uh, we cut to the team taking a knee in, at center ice, uh, showing their appreciation to the fans. Not, Nat walks out and uh, waves to the fans while patting Shorzy on the shoulder. We finally, uh, and then all of them stand up, holding their, their sticks up to the crowd. Uh, <clears throat> finally, we went into the locker room with all the boys having their, their game sticks and talking to their folks. However, one spot is empty. On the bench there, and it's Shorzy. Um, Shorzy uh, is sitting in silence in the workout room. Nat is sitting opposite him. Fuck you, Shorzy. For what? What do you mean for what? Huh? You know the deal. We had a deal. And I do what I say I'm gonna do. Always have. All right, fuck, what do you want me to... Those guys are so fucking good. They thumped us. And you still think we can beat them? How? Where the fuck is Frankie? Quebec, he's not coming. Shorzy, we've got a new plan for this period. We all plays like you out there, my son. What? My full team of Shorzy's. Real dirty. Let's get all the goddamn boys running around. 
Leave a motherfucking impression. It's a bit late for making a fucking impression, boys. There's no fucking room out there anyway. Hit them enough, and they'll stop going where you gets hit. Chop them enough, and they'll stop going where you gets chopped. Bet that gives us a lot more room out there next game. What are you talking about next game? Don't be a fucking idiot. We've got a hot tender. Let's let the league know if your tender's hot. We'll run him through the back of the fucking net. What are you fucking... It's too fucking late! For this game. Let's get him in playoffs. If we lose, we fold. That was the deal. That's when you had one fucking guy on this team who said we'd never lose again. Now you got 16 of them over there in that dressing room. You got a barn full of fans who can't wait to see it. You think we can beat them? Those guys are so fucking good. They won't be the same team after that period. No fucking way. They wanted nothing to do with the gyms. We'd have Frankie back next game. This suit was so fucking good. But they do not like the lumber. You know what you get in the playoffs? The lumber. You get that high heat. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. Well, what are you gonna do differently? Me? Oh my god. Huh? You say the boys are gonna play like you, but the chirping and the lumber and the running around have always been your game. So if I keep this team going, how are you gonna raise your game? What are you gonna do differently? Hmm. Shorzy then looks over at the uh, the weight bench, raises his eyebrows, looks over at Nat, and uh, she smiles. Um, we uh, finish out the episode on the snowy Sudbury streets. The boys are jogging, and a huge crowd from the town joins to follow them. End credits. Okay, first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for holding well, no. your breath. I want to point out... <clears throat> We don't actually end on them jogging. We end on a street light mm. that turns from red to green. Yep. To mm -hmm. green. Yep. That's a good point. So is that right? True Love was a perfect song for that. Game. Was. You are correct, yes. Don. Absolutely. Yep. Very much um, so. But yeah, is that green light that we get at the end there, right before we smash to credits? Yeah. Is that like something? God, we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Is that indicative of the future? I think they're saying, "Hey, hey, I, if I, we get picked up, we're I, we're I'm, ready to go." <laughs> see, I, I think the delay. I think the delay. I think if they've been picked up, I think the delay is deciding how many how many more episodes are going to green light right off the bat. Right. They've already announced the letter Kenny thing. I'm sure that that was all wrapped up together because the schedules would have to co like coincide with it or you yeah. know, go well, coordinate. Coordinate. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> with each other. Um, yeah. I, if they do a winter shoot, because we've had, well, because 10 and series 10 and 11 for letter Kenny were shot back to back during the summer. Mm -hmm. And we haven't really had two summer series back to back like that since series one and two um so if they're gonna do a winter series for 12 and they're gonna try and fit in shorzy they're gonna have to film shorzy first yeah and then letter kenny because it's still it's has to grow yeah. out his hair and beard for shorzy mm -hmm. yeah and then they can carve him down for letter kenny but you can't really do it the other way around right True. Well, and it makes sense because unless I, Wayne's decided the, to grow a mullet, right. um, <laughs> fucking give me that shit. <laughs> no, Katie would never stand for that. Jonesing, I have been jonesing for ten series for Beardy Wayne. Mm -hmm. Give me it. 
Like, if they were going to do Beardy Wayne, it would have been when he was depressed, when he, when he yeah, was right upset the about the... Shack. Yeah, right, like, That was the perfect opportunity, and I feel like they kind of dropped the ball there. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say about continuity's sake, if if the next season of Shorzy is picking up with the playoffs, then... Playoffs. It would, playoffs. <laughs> the, continuity-wise, it would have to be winter, because it's it's snowy in winter um, in Sudbury during... Like when the fans that's, are running with yeah. at the end of that scene. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, right. Because yeah. the playoffs are only going to be at like at most two, three weeks after the end of the regular right. series. Right. So it wouldn't be like they wouldn't be filming Shorzy right now, at all. No, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. No, unless they were already filming the third season. <laughs> I think they're writing it for sure. Yes. I mean, so I believe that. I'm kind of curious though if how. Well, the things did kind of start off in a more fall time period because uh, there was no snow on the ground, I think, initially. No, well, there was the, a little bit. There was a little bit, yeah. There was. But it's yeah. full-on winter by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Like showing so them I'm, running I'm, through after. So it's like, just making me think that, I mean, let's say, let's let's jump to three. <laughs> they could feasibly start in, in fall. Hmm? Well, so, like, in the first episode, when they're fighting out, when they walk up to Nat, out mm-hmm. the back of the Coulson, and the gyms are there scrapping with them dudes. Mm-hmm. There's snow on the ground, you know. Patches, and, yeah. Uh-huh. There's a, yeah, then, there's a couple of next fight episode, scenes, yeah, where it's like yeah, there's snow and, then, and there's not snow. In the next episode, when they pick up the gyms at the airport, there is like snow banks mm-hmm. in the goddamn the car park. The sluts and the, yeah. The studs. Yeah. You know, and then they go right to nat's house and it's actively snowing while they're grilling out on the fucking patio yeah so it's very clearly late fall early winter Mm -hmm. yeah i can see that yeah but i would i'd like to see you know i mean when when does i mean uh, granted i don't know hockey seasons i I don't know hockey season as far as like when uh like i mean like usually playoffs are in like march or april okay and that's to be honest, that's when a lot of uh, ski parks actually get their heaviest load, mm. you know? Okay. And it says, did anyone else feel that Sanguinette was looking uncomfortable in that scene in the hot tub? Yes, actually. I wrote that. I wrote down, um, do we think that he actually slept with her? Because it didn't seem to me like he was that, like he was like, okay, I'm here. Well, I, I think, honestly, I think he's into the attention. Yes. I just think that he wants the attention to be from Meek. Agreed. Yeah, and that's kind of that's the thing I'm seeing for the the next uh, series mm-hmm. is that there's is there going to be some kind of weird love triangle that has to happen because the Policetti brothers are are now involved with the team in oh. a way, and huh. does is he going to have to keep things going with Mercedes? Mercedes. Well, so I mean, Sanger fulfilled his end of the bargain. Yep. you know, I can see it have being a very transactional kind of encounter, um, and even though his genuine like interest lies with Miguan. Um, I don't think he actually minds getting attention from Mercedes, you know, because it's not like he's getting a hell of a lot of attention otherwise. Yeah. I mean, well, it's yeah, it's just gonna be weird. I mean, if if he I am just kind of curious if he's he you know, he knows yeah, that think, he, he sees Merce- he sees Mercedes. Merce- yeah. Mercedes is way more into him than he's into her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, is is he gonna? Is that when she says I want Sanguinette, there may be a 
different meaning to that for her than it is to him. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that being a point of contention in series two. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of one of those things that, that really made me think how how are they gonna deal with that? I mean, it may not they may just kind of ignore it as you know, it was just the one time. Uh yeah, I mean they could gloss it. And that would be within the realm of possibility because, to be honest, Mercedes strikes me as a very practical person, and she like she knew what she was asking for, and she got it. Yeah, you know, like I think were it for her it was on yeah. that deal. She's so. like, I know you don't like me, and you don't even know me, and the only time we ever met was when I grabbed your your dick underneath the water, but <laughs> and then later gave you a footy, right? <laughs> right, I forgot about that. But also, no. like, later when Sanguinette is addressing Michaels and apologizes to him, I feel like that was directly involved, too. Like, oh. he sat there and he was like, she okay, was I'm uncomfortable along. now. And then Michaels was like, no, 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 it's okay. But that might not be what Sang Sanguinette wanted. I mean, and granted, well, I mean, we've we've heard of the other stories from Shorzy and, and other folks that she's mm -hmm. been with lots more guys on the team. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's a, she's a puck bunny. Well, and I think... <laughs> Sanger really wanted to clear the air with Michaels before the final game just so that everything's out, you know, lance the wound kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then when Michael says she was yours all along, like that doesn't, I don't think that's necessarily indicative of any kind of long-term relationship no. setup. I think... Michael's... He's just acknowledging that Mercedes was never into him. Yeah, and also Michaels is is you know comparatively to all the other sluts, he's he's monogamous. You know, he's not a slut. Yeah. He's not sleeping around with all of these people. He had a girlfriend, and in his mind, mm. all of that was cheating. And her mind, she was like, "This is who I am." Um, well, okay, so but I she actually... didn't want him. Also, <laughs> I, I I one of the things I want to see in series two is like so. When she was dating Michaels, it sounds like he was coach at that time and he wasn't a player. So therefore he wasn't a slut. Now he's a player again. Now he's a slut. What is slut Michaels going to be like? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, that could end up back. She just thinking about it, you know, that building up that confidence. Maybe he gets back with Mercedes somehow and that could be trouble as well. I gotta say though, I, I yeah. genuinely gotta say I get such bottom vibes. <laughs> big, big, big time. When he squatted oh, yeah. down in in the in his underwear and like looked back, oh, I was God. like, oh, that's that's a brat pose right there. <laughs> but the thing is, right, it's like I don't think he's necessarily a brat. I don't think he has the balls to be a brat. I think he's just a full sub bottom and he is just waiting for someone to come in yank his hair and take charge yeah definitely. definitely yeah like that is the vibe i get off michaels like i figure like if he tried to top once and he pulled the zipper down too fast and scared himself and had to say yellow light <laughs> uh, uh, uh are you saying are you saying michaels has been is in the kink scene somewhere He's actually. I'm saying he tries, <laughs> but he's really just way too skinny. He's too much of a pussy. Like I don't think there's another word to encapsulate Michael's other than he's kind of a pussy. Mm. A little bit, I could see that. Yeah. 
Quetier is crying. <laughs> I I think. I mean, I honestly, I I feel like if Michaels was a bottom, he would actually be perfect in the kink scene. He would be right. He, he would be, he would be the one walking in 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 a speedo with the collar and, and the chain mask. And being walked along. And yeah, no, yeah, not right? not like necessarily fucking, a gift mask, but like, like definitely showing off. Right? Yeah, showing off the body and being proud, but also being owned by somebody. Like yeah, he wouldn't right? be the kind like, that would want to sleep around. He would want to be owned it, by somebody. He, he would the be. Thing is, right? the it's like if you look at Michael's <laughs> in his fucking skivvies, right? He's got right. like Brad Pitt Fight Club oh. era definition oh. on his abs. He's been, he's, yeah, he's shredded. Oh, he puts the work in. He puts the work in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not for himself. It's because it's for you know attracting a mate purpose. Is this a new fan fiction that you're about <laughs> like to write? This. He's a bit on the pink and fluffy side of the force. <laughs> yes, he is. He definitely is. Actually, Maybe I kind of am too, though. Wrong. I kind of am, but like not. What is that? <laughs> That's called verse. Switch. No. What? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. <laughs> Never thought of myself as switchy, but I. It's lately, maybe. Okay. Anyway, let's next. Next. What are we talking This is about? your episode of Letter Kinky. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah. so speaking of Michaels, mm -hmm. I love that uh, Shorzy pantses him in in the tunnel. Like it's one of those things that he'd been doing to fish, and now he doesn't do it to fish. He did it to Michaels, and in a way, no, it's, it's another signal that Michaels now belongs to the team. Exactly. To the team. That's exactly where I was yeah. going with that. Like, you're the low man on the totem pole, but I respect you enough to, to pants you in our group. Like, I'm paying attention to you. Right? Here you are. <laughs> I acknowledge your existence. <laughs> and I think that ties into, like, Shorzy's thing about, like, the constant chirping and endless mm -hmm. giving of shit in his family, right? It's, you're in his in-group now. Yep. So he's gonna, like, fuck with you. But also, he's growing, too. Like, he, Sanger's right. Yeah. He didn't make fun of his own teammates he hasn't for a while um other than some really light you know yeah yeah no, it, like, <laughs> like on as a the whole flip side on the flip side of the pants thing when michaels apologizes sorry guys shorzy's yes. immediate exactly. response is like no 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 we're letting them fucking pepper you that's on us mm -hmm. yep you yeah, know there's a lot of a lot of um redemption for michaels in shorzy's eyes in this game like shorzy's well, like no nah, man i have respect for you now dude you just took like you, they're just hitting you over and over again and we're not doing anything yeah. and we're not even scoring fucking goals to make up for it mm. like and, i get no, that and he, he specifically points out you are getting more shots than some guy in two periods than some guys getting games two whole games, entire yeah. games. Mm -hmm. you know so like there is I love that, like, on the one hand, yes, you're my person, I'm going to fuck with you. But on the other hand, you're my person, I'm going to fuck heavy with you, you know? <laughs> like, so you got, you got the dual meaning of that phrase exemplified in, like, mm. Shorzy's entire philosophy. I love it. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I, uh, watching, watching Fish... Uh, in this episode, especially during the game, seeing right. him actually putting himself out there, he's, he's yeah, he's he's doing the Bobby Clark as well, <laughs> and, and you can well, see like, like Shorzy's respect slide, for him, yeah, yeah. And when he slides into that one stick to block the shot, and he takes it right in the gut and folds up, like you, he knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. 
he deliberately put himself in front of that shot to block it because that was his fucking job. Yeah. Agreed, Nathan. That fish became a bro. Seriously. <laughs> like the minute that that fish said that he hates losing, I think Shorzy was like, oh, oh yeah. Sh- okay. Okay. One okay, of boy. Us. One yeah. of all us. Right, all right. <laughs> Shorzy got a little chub off that. Yeah, he, he did. Chub. He was like, oh, okay. Now I see why you're pretty. Okay. <laughs> like I get that. As a, as a demi person, I totally understand when like somebody says that one thing and suddenly, suddenly you're like, Oh, I do actually find you a little interesting it's and attractive. It's like the light goes on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're seeing it from like a slightly different perspective. And then now all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like those I get magic it. I get eye it. photos. Mm. Yes. Those magic eye photos. You Which just I've have never to tilt saw. your head just the right way. And then all of a sudden the shit pops out and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 My autistic brain can never now, see any of that here's, shit. Here's something funny <laughs> that I've noticed in this since we started this, sec- this segment of the show mm-hmm. is. Aside from Shorzy and Michaels, we haven't talked about any of the other sluts, uh, which is kind of funny. I mean, and I know we'll yeah, we'll be getting to not... them, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I will say, I mean, as we both noticed in our rewatch, you know, that this is the first time that Dolo has said a full, complete English sentence. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, I wonder if a bit of that was like translation convention in that final scene. I, th- I I feel like it was just like there was a point made. It was a what, what do you call it? The thing where they they drop a clue at the beginning and you don't get a resolution till the end. The Chekhov's gun. The Chekhov's gun. I think it was kind Chekhov's, of a Chekhov's yeah. gun where they basically said in the beginning he'll only speak French to you, and then at the end when it really mattered he spoke a line in English to Shorzy. It was very important yeah. to say it in English. Make a fuck because everything else. <laughs> Is, you know, he's like, okay, this is what I say every day all the time. I am going to say something that I know that everyone can understand right now. And then I'll go back right. to French. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's definitely, uh, I mean, Shorzy has definitely made himself a captain. It's like uh, Nathan says here, it's amazing being a captain, getting your boys to understand something like that. It's a beautiful thing. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. not only that. I mean, he's, you can tell he's brought that team together. He's, 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 he's elevated uh, Sanger where Sanger has got, He's it's his team, mm-hmm. and so yeah. like that. The, so like, he's at some point in there, which it doesn't really show when Sanger and the other sluts got together to make a decision I, on what the plan was. I think without Shorzy, my my theory on that is um, when when Sanger was like, I want to put the gyms in, and Shorzy was like, What? So they can da da da. I feel like Sanger like probably went over to them at that point and was like, Hey, he's not going to do this just by me saying it. Can let's talk about this for a second, okay? And then. That's why he looked at them and they were like, okay, let's do it. Like, I feel like it was a very quick after that moment. Like, we didn't yeah. see it, but that would have been. When Shorzy had like a solid 90 seconds on the ice, he talked to the other sluts and like, it's like, I Could need be. you guys to help me with this. Yeah. So, and uh, Fidophile says, didn't you guys call the idea that Dolo would drop an English line in the last I think episode? so. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, I forget I, a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I don't. And we don't, he, <laughs> He technically listens to the podcast to edit it after, but I don't ever listen to what I say afterwards. People will, will like, send me things and they'll say, hey, you know, on this episode when you said this thing, and I'm like, I need more context. I have, <laughs> I have no idea what I was fucking talking about. All right, like, how many of our conversations have been, like, oh, you shit. said blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, I did. Maybe I did. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, out of all, I mean, this is, uh, this is our going to be our 91st episode of of how are you now total i mean of the oh right the, of the universe um you <laughs> uh so yeah i uh there's a lot of stuff that we've said <laughs> over yeah. the years 
Especially right? since when we started, half of the show was just, I don't know what this word meant, so I had to go in Urban Dictionary. I didn't know what this meant. So, and like, I didn't know anything about hockey really, other than the fights were fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nathan says, I think the fight Nothing was a, like a key Kelly. part uh, uh, that brings the, the guys together, the team fighting together. Yeah. yeah I, and and I the mean, crowd, too. The crowd yeah. didn't get excited until Shorzy started fighting back. Which, you know, that's kind of also as, uh, you know, we just reached, we finally got around to watching Slapshot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. it's, it, there's, Ooh, there, that's a, Movie. You could, you, I mean, you could. Yeah. Well, Woo! I mean, you that can. That is one of the very movies of all time. That is a movie, right? The, there. The, but I mean, you could. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> you, you could tell there was there was a huge amount of inspiration for mm -hmm. Shorzy from Slapshot. Yeah, uh, I can and, see that. And that's kind of where, where they were getting it's that like from. The there, but, but they were. Shot. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. So they they had sport they had sports hockey guys sitting down to write a movie about sportsy hockey and you know that good time sporty movie feeling but then somebody said well we're only going to get guys if we need to we need to have a date night so we got to throw mm -hmm. some love story so the sporty hockey guys who know nothing about that sh kind of shit decided they were going to write their version of what they thought a love story was oh going to be oh my god <laughs> i mean it just ends up being a love story between the teammates and like the yeah, women are kind of extraneous yeah. well not only are the women extraneous the the main woman's storyline is she leaves her husband because he's neglecting her and seeing other women and being an asshole and then her friend gives her a makeover and suddenly he wants her again and she goes back to him and it's like what yeah <laughs> like right, literally halfway me, through like is this happening spoken to a woman without telling me you've right. never actually spoken to a right. woman yeah so <laughs> it's obvious that that kiso understands how relationships go and has a good a good yeah. idea of how to write them I mean, and that yeah. definitely yeah, is not in that movie he like fundamentally understands that women are people yeah or... what I yeah. know. Well, and how dare <laughs> things have changed a little bit to the seven from the seventies. A little I, I will bit. Say. A so, little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Fight a file. Uh, oh, oh, nope, that's Nathan. Uh, hang on. Let me go back to fight a file. Team really came together in those last couple of episodes yes. in a bunch of kind of organically systematic ways. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. The uh, <laughs> as far as Slapshot, uh, Nathan says the language is racy and very not PC, <laughs> but is a good hockey movie. Uh, the sequels are absolutely terrible. <laughs> There especially the third yes there were oh my god and i think it just uh they no, they all you. they were all around the hansen brothers if i remember correctly uh, uh, i mean now, now, they were interesting but you you yeah. totally called them as like junior ramones and i couldn't get out of my head for the <laughs> rest look, of the time watching they, it they look like they look they like, look the, ramones. like the ramones yeah <laughs> okay so hold on i think this is a good point can you bring back phytophiles comment there sure okay so I have an overarching thesis for the entire series. <laughs> you can do that on our wrap-up show. <laughs> well, I just I figure it's apropos for this episode because it's the final episode of this particular series. So, like, <laughs> okay, and I'll touch on it again in the wrap-up. But um, so my thesis for. Series one of Shorzy is that, and I wrote a little bit about this on Reddit, but Shorzy literally only has found family. Mm -hmm. And in episode four, we see that, you know, he's a foster kid and, you know, his dad sure makes the point that you guys were never referred to as siblings on the farm but that only serves to highlight the fact that 
as adults, they refer to each other as siblings and think of each other as siblings. You know, and, and Shorzy at some point took his dad's name, and I don't. That could be because his dad formally adopted him, but they don't ever address that. But it could just be he chose to do that in adulthood mm -hmm. to more like visibly align himself with his family that he picked. Mm -hmm. And he spends every episode of this series trying to turn his team into his family. That's why he treats them like he treats his family. He it's aspirational behavior. Yeah. He's trying to turn this team into a family. And he's putting his all in and he's not really getting a lot back until this last episode kind of pays for all. Yeah. Yeah. A uh the I mean it kind of goes back to that conversation uh when uh Sanger's first time as as coach and talking about going to the wall for him. And yet, still calling him a, a fucking cunt, a useless, a useless cunt. fucking yeah. cunt on the way there. So it's uh, it's this is that's family to him. I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chirp each other. Um, you know, it's 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 tough love, I guess. I, I guess in a way, yeah. but it's it's you know, it's I, I think there's you know, there's shit that Tiana, Tiara, and I do back and forth. You know, I'm an asshole or whatever. The king of the assholes. And the... <laughs> or, but yeah, but it's. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, man. No, Damn it, man is my favorite. No, Damn no, it, man. That's his superhero name. <laughs> nothing is done out of malice or spite no. or anything. No. It's just being silly and goofy. Uh, and that's really and, what it is. And again, it's like the dual meaning of fucks with, right? Like, you're yeah. my family, so I'm going to fuck with you, but you're my family, so I'm going to fuck with you heavy. Yep. You know? That's, and, uh, and you can see that a lot with. Uh, Megan Zeke as well. I mean, mm -hmm. that that that, yeah. that smile that Meg's given down to Sanger, and and then Zeke looks over and just like she's just what the fuck? Okay. The, she looks so, like she smelled something bad. <laughs> so I, I I wanted to say this on the air just in case there's anybody uh, of my friends who still listen to this. Um, if you aren't actually watching the show and you just listen to this, which I know if there were a few back in the how are you Nate, how are you now early days, but I don't know if you still do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Zeke in this in this scene is Grace one hundred percent. Anyone who's yeah. ever met my whoever met my sister in real life can absolutely say they have seen that face on her. <laughs> Usually having to do something with probably my dating preferences or something like that, <laughs> but looked so much like Grace, like. There were a few, the first couple times watching it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, Dean, you saw it too. So, oh, yeah. Very like, much. It's... I, I, yeah, I, I see, you know, between those three, Nat, Megan, Z, mm -hmm. I can see that they, they took Grace and just kind of yeah, separated her in three parts. <laughs> I can see that too. Cause you've got the innocence that doesn't really want to be innocence. So it like tries to, you know, toughen up a little and bit. Then and then you've the got pragmatic the, one the and... pragmatic one and then the the lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> the, the slightly angry lesbian. But... Aren't you a dyke? <laughs> well that would be Grace too, because she dated a lot of guys, but she really didn't like guys that much. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah, I, I love familiar. that whole look at the rope on that dude. Get gayer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a command. That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> Yeah, that I, I love those three, those three together. Perfect. I mean, I mean, Meg and Zig together. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, <laughs> I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. My other brother Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. in a way, uh, yeah, I, I love them. Um, 
I guess you could say the same thing for the Policettis. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mercedes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mercedes is clearly the brains of that operation. Oh, yeah. Let's how, be real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how do they communicate? Okay. And, and one more, one more question Fucking that I have. One more question that I have about this. And I know I asked you earlier and you didn't know. If anybody knows, yeah. let us know who is the woman that is Nat's mother, who is the, the actress or the person or whatever. Uh, that person is because I, I, I thought maybe it's it's uh, Tanya Tell's mom, um, but it's not. Um, and it's not Kiso's mom, as far as we can tell. And no. it's not. Oh, it's definitely not Kiso's no, mom. No. Yeah, she is younger than that, I think. Um, so yeah, but but Kiso also doesn't do anything like not on purpose. So I feel like it's got to be someone important who stepped in for that. Yeah. You know, several pictures that were highlighted in a couple of episodes. So yeah, no, and I I love. Is that she's got the wall behind her of pictures of her and her mom and her mom with the various hockey players. And then the one in the center right behind her is the one with Shorzy and, and her mom yeah. and her. <clears throat> and I love it because it like. Nat is a very practical person. She's very driven. She's very purposeful. Mm -hmm. But that one photo shows that not only was Nat's ma close with Shorzy, but Nat is close with Shorzy personally. And she does have a playful side and she does indulge that with him specifically. Hmm. And it she does bind them together as a family because like she she would not do that with anyone else. Yeah, I think I think I mean she she wants to be she wants to make her mom proud. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. And, and, and if there's anybody that she trusts to make that happen, it's Shorzy. Uh, even though he's you know he's he's a he's a big dumb ugly slut. Uh, <laughs> no, she knows him for what he oh, yeah. is, and she still chooses to put her faith in him. Even if she, like, has to, like, manage him a little bit, she still chooses to let him captain the team and to, she trusts his drive to win. She trusts his hatred of losing. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both on the same page when they, when it comes to. Oh, yeah. How, how <clears throat> hockey should be. Mm -hmm. And she's to willing to push him as well. Like when she tells him, so what are you going to do to up your game? Right. And then he looked over at that weight bench like it offered to blow him. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I she's just... like, okay, yeah, I well, can see I got you now. I got you. Well, I... You're into it. Yeah. And if you You're go. You're willing to do it. If you go back to that final episode <laughs> with him in Letterkenny, Wayne saying, I like his work ethic. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind but of really leads into that. So apparently, though, he wasn't working out at all off skates. Is that basically what we're to assume? And that because I know he's always cracking jokes about the bikes. And then yeah. like earlier in the episode, he got a little interested that, well, these studs are using the bikes. Maybe they're not so bad. Do they actually help you in any way? And so well, like by the end of the episode, like this is something I can I, do again. We see him in the gym. We see him working at, we see him putting in work in Letterkenny. In Letterkenny, mm -hmm. yeah. I think when he got to Sudbury, he kind of um, <clears throat> assessed 
the team's level of commitment. Mm -hmm. I could see that. And that makes sense. Especially with Michael's at the helm. That they were not as upset about losing as he was. Mm -hmm. And like things may have, because there is definitely a gap between the end of series 10 of Letter Tenny and the beginning of Shorzy. Yeah. And it's got to be at least a year, if not two. And, um, you know, this was written pre-pandemic. And mm. 2020 just kind of threw a wrench in every yeah. fucking thing. Um, so I think the timing, like, he, he understood that he wouldn't be winning any championships or anything. But he was at least going to be on a functional team. And then as the team got more and more dysfunctional, like his hatred of losing came out and he got more and more disgruntled with the state of the team. And keep like, Shorzy gruntled. Don't keep him disgruntled. <laughs> Don't let him be disgruntled. Well, and, and we see that like when Riley and Jonesy are disgruntled with their team, they just end up donking all day, right? Mm -hmm. So I can see Shorzy doing that at least for a little bit and then just absolutely snapping. Like, he's reached a threshold yeah. and he's, like, fucking done with these assholes. And I Because they're yeah. not and, and willing that, to put in the work. And that is there as well. And that's why she... Yeah. That's why she backs Shorzy's play versus Michael's... Keeping Michael's as a coach. That's why she goes and actually goes back to michaels mm -hmm. and to bring him in as a, as an extendee as a player yeah yeah so she's like look you had your strengths right like you are a good attendee you're just a shit coach <laughs> yeah exactly and that takes place in the episode know your role for a fucking reason yep dean yeah. do you want to so, yeah, rewind Nate, on that the, the so, comment before? so yeah uh fight of all said i think natalie's <laughs> gonna open up a, a lot more next season uh, and that uh, mm -hmm. you, you see her mention a soft spot for him uh, to Laura that the picture just begs for ex exposition. Right. So, yeah. When speaking yeah. of speaking of Laura, like I loved that scene when she was in there interviewing them. I loved Nat and the way she talked about how she loved all of that. But I also love that, you know, she was pretty skeptical of anything, but also was with the crowd as they got. Like when Shorzy got into a fight, her smile came out like, there yeah. he is. Right? Okay, I so see like him now. The top, the top of the third period, the first fucking thing Shorzy does is run the goalie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, if you've listened to Kizo talk about anything to do with hockey, you know that that's just like a no-fly zone <laughs> for him, for any hockey player. Like, you don't fuck with a man's goalie. The first thing Shorzy does is run the goalie. Through the back of that, yeah. The immediate cut is you go to Laura and she's smiling mm -hmm. at him. And it's so sweet. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, you're cute. You're cute. It's like what I said in, in the last, or was it the last episode, where I was like, I feel like they're going to be the the long, mm -hmm. you know, the, the moonlighting relationship. They're going to end up together <laughs> in the end, but, like, it's just going to be this, like, I can't like Slow you. Burn, I like you. I can't like you. Yeah. yeah. Will they or won't they? So Nathan brings up about how long Shorzy's been. They right. played at least 20 games. In so a few months yeah. at least. So How many? Did we figure out how many were in a regular season? Uh, I think I know we asked somebody at some point. I, I don't. Chris, I, when he was here, I think we asked yeah. him. I, I, and it was something in the 60s, 70s, something like that, I think. Yeah, it's like 60 games in a regular season. Yeah. 
and then playoffs. So, okay, this this is a point I want to make. Holy I want shit. to know 82. What? 82. 82. 82. Is that including the the uh, playoffs? It, does that include playoffs? Uh, playoffs. So, <laughs> okay, this is the, the quote anyway. Uh, the 1,312-game regular season schedule, 82 games no. per team, <laughs> will conclude Friday, April 29th, when 30 of the league's 32 teams take to the ice. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, sorry, this was at the end of last season. Uh, and that's for the yeah, NHL. No, that's, that's from the NHL. 1,312 okay. games. 1,312. <laughs> sorry. Um, all caps for yeah. that. Uh, yeah, 82 games uh, per team, not counting playoffs. Okay, I, w- I want to say the so NHL is probably a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, the, the no show specifically because they've only got four teams, right? Um, and like I don't I've know what it would be of, in that world. <laughs> I I've seen a lot of people going, well, why would they be in the playoffs anyway? And I'm like, look, they don't have to win a single game to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How do you, look me in the eye and tell me how you think the playoffs work in a four-team league? <laughs> yeah, because you, you know, can't you can't just have three. <laughs> it'll be right? first versus like, fourth. Like do they, yeah. they do that? Yeah, it has to be four teams. It literally can't be more because if it was more, then they'd be automatically DQ'd due to the record. If it was fewer, then there wouldn't be any actual playoffs. It has to be a four-team league, and they are guaranteed a spot in the playoffs because it's a four-team league. Mm-hmm. They don't have to win a single game to make mm-hmm. it to the playoffs. They I always, could, but I always, they don't have to. I always bring up roller derby when watching this because it's the only sport that I ever played and understand really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of before it started getting super serious and there were leagues all over the world, but it like interleague play would be like four teams on each league, right? And yeah. you would have playoffs. You would have the end of the season would be first versus fourth and second versus third. And then whoever won both matches would end up playing the championship. Best. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's funny to me how many of these things I, I keep, I keep in my mind. I'm like, oh, this is like roller derby, da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, that's for a reason. Um, a lot of roller derby came from hockey. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of hockey players so, play yeah. roller derby. Real quick, going back to, mm-hmm. uh, Shorzy and Laura, there's a couple of comments. Uh, Phytophile says, it sh- uh, the, the love for him really kind of shows mm. when she asked him to dig out the teeth. Right? She was then, so giggly. It's like, yeah. so adorable. Uh, and that uh, she uh, she likes the warrior more than the man. I think at least for now. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, and that kind of goes back to the Michaels, uh, thing about how he doesn't stand up. He doesn't really stand up for himself. He's mm-hmm. just a doormat. Uh, Sanger is kind of in that middle zone right now. Um, he doesn't. He's learning know, how to be a little more boss. Right. Has he's he's getting yeah. that confidence, and I think Michaels is hopefully headed that way for himself. As I well. hope so. I yeah. The other thing I question is, you know, the part where he ran out and says he wants to win the team over. Why does he want to win the team over? That's kind of that, that's he kind needs of one to of be the, a part of it. Well, that or does is he got a has he got does he have other some other have does an he ulterior have a long game? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he's not dumb. No. Uh, so yeah, just I, that's Honestly, one thing that's kind of been I think stuck that's in my. Why he went into coaching was because he was he wanted to still be involved in the game, and he thought that's the only way he could be involved in the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I did that with roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, until I was he's done. Just, done. He is just a way better player than he is a coach. And look, coaching is a whole fucking skill set oh, yeah. in itself. I have seen way too many baseball players fail upward into coaching. <laughs> yep, you know. And they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. Oh, but the Nathan thing has is, a right, that, like, that he thinks Michaels is running for captain. He's going oh, for captain. Oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. He That's might still a think big he's going line. for it, but he's never going to get it, and he'd be a shit C. So <laughs> there you go. You know, like I said, he's too much of a pussy to actually assert himself. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, he, he likes, he knows his skill set. And I think the team now knows his skill set. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and as long as he respects that skill set, he'll be golden. Yeah. When he tries to go past it, then he's going to fall flat on his face and eat shit on the ice yeah. like he should. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts, theories, trivia, et cetera, that we I'm have? good. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, well, so like, if we're gonna okay, go character your intro clip. Yeah, yeah. Who's so, the fucking bear? Who's the bear? Who's the bear? I like it. Who's the fucking bear? Because they make such a big deal in the last episode and in this episode about poking the bear. Who's the fucking bear? I put it to you. Shorzy's the bear. Mm. I think the bulldogs are the bear. I think that they got a taste of winning and don't want to lose again. And all of them are frustrated that they have to play this team that they know in their minds are very strong. And all of them think that the way to do it is, at the beginning anyway, they think that, oh, you know, this is the right idea. Let's... Get a little closer to your mic, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep move, knocking it out of the way, so I have to... Put it on your boob. I did. <laughs> anyway... Uh um lost my train of thought what was i saying? <laughs> you, you think that the, that the bulldogs are the bear right um i think that um especially in that that third period they were like okay here now we're fully awake and that was like the whole team was was just having fun out there again and the crowd was enjoying it and you know when the team is having fun that's when they are on it and usually that team is having fun when they're being dominating and they were able to find how to have fun even when they're not. Right. I mean, the I Sioux agree. Just, the Sioux just large... think they're the, they think they're the bear. The Sioux right. has all, oh, what was that? Yeah, they, they lost, they that, lost game. that game before, uh, before they took the ice with yes, everyone telling them how exactly, good the Sioux are. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's a lot. It's very psychological. It's, I, it's like the Patriots in the last right. 15 years. <laughs> so like I have another roller derby thing that I, I mentioned to Dean when, when we were watching this, um, if you were a fan of roller derby during the early two thousands, like say like the last 20 years, let's say that, um, uh, you know, that, uh, there have been certain teams that have been like world dominating teams. Um, at, you know, I, from I can go back. It's Olympia, then uh, Gotham in New York, and Rose City as of before the apocalypse. Um, those three teams, the reason why they were so dominating um, was because a lot of the players on it were professional hockey players or former Olympians and that sort of thing. And, you know, they those were the teams that were able to draw them to them. So you had these teams that went over and over and over again. And, um, like, Oli 
was dominating before anyone took Rollatory seriously. Then when they started taking it seriously, New York started winning constantly. And I think it was like a three-year streak where they didn't lose a single game. And then um, Rose City, which is Portland, where we are now, uh, Rose City one year came within a few points of beating them and nobody had beat them in so long that literally they gained hundreds of, you know, probably thousands of fans overnight. And the next year came back and beat them by one point and then continued to beat them the next two years. <laughs> and those two teams have just been going back and forth since then. Again, I don't know what's happened in the apocalypse. Uh, uh, I think Denver mm -hmm. was starting to to be the the contender before 2020, but I wasn't paying as much attention at that point. But like what I see in this is is, you know, I watched Rove City go from not a small team. It was never a small team, but. To go from a team where I, you know, hung out with people, you know, just randomly when I'd come down to Portland to having some serious, like, athletic level, uh, Olympic level athletic competition happening. And it is, it's wild to see that. And I feel like that could be the kind of, you know, trajectory that I see with Shorzy's team with the Bulldogs. You know, sure, they were, they weren't winning, but now they've gotten a taste of winning and they've given the the perpetual winners a taste of what it's like to maybe be afraid of not winning and it is they had to experience that game with a full roster so they couldn't uh could find the weakness yes. in the sioux so now they they know they're going next time and it will take them to task so yeah that's right definitely that was what shorzy uh, was saying about how you know they don't want anything to do with the gyms which is why the gyms were able to score is because the Sioux were afraid of the gyms now because the, the yeah. gyms have this well, reputation the gyms operate largely on their reputation mm -hmm. as like a one fucking scrappers don't fuck with us we'll put you in the ground and i would argue honestly a lot of the team's transformation and attitude towards you know it's not that they don't love to win it's that they don't hate to lose derives from shorzy and mm -hmm. his attitude mm -hmm. and like he couldn't without the help of Dolo, Hitch, Goody, and JJ, he could not inculcate his players with that attitude. But seeing a team, like a core team that operates on that principle provides a solid example of how that drive can propel you to success. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm seeing you know the the core five have you know that drive really turns the entire team around so it all it all trickles down from shorzy and now fish is in on the program and one assumes also summerfeld and whitey and phillips mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and with those guys turns the whole team yeah, Very once true. once uh, when watching Michael's fight to be accepted and Fish doing kind of the opposite, just doing his job, keeping his head down and not basically not having much of a personality for viewers. Right. But, yeah. but being like the total opposite of Michael's in like that unassuming, I'm just going to do my job and you don't need to give me praise for it. I guess I'm doing OK. And I'm I doing think, exactly what you told me to do. Exactly. I think that yeah. was Shorzy's like, well, I like you because you're willing to like fuck yourself up for the team yeah you and got your body in hate, front of it you're getting see, there <laughs> yeah no he says we see you sacrificing your body for the team yeah 
So that's what gets you this spot on the starting lineup. And, you know, it, it really did start with Sanger insisting that Fish got the game stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Made that was definitely it, the part it, where Sanger yeah. really this he he was he, he made the decision. This is and and, and the other sluts aside from Shorzy agreed with him. So that kind of well, cemented him as the true you know as the coach that he's the, he's yeah. who he's who's in charge and in, in, in the end. Well, and I think even when Shorzy's not actually wearing the C on his sweater, <laughs> he's still wearing the C on his shoulder. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, and like, so Singer knew he had to convince the captain. And so he set out to do that. And then the rest of the boys fell in line. Yep. Everything, everything was almost right with the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so once once Sanger convinces Shorzy, and Shorzy kind of like finally goes, okay, I'll guess. He accepts that, yeah, Fish really is playing for the team, not for himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even when and he's telling him, he's not really looking at him in the team. eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, once once Shorzy is convinced that the boys are playing for the team, that is when he like accepts them into the fold. Yeah. yeah, because that is what he wants. He wants people to be playing for the family. Yeah, he wants people to be willing to make the sacrifice for the family, because that's what he is willing to do, and he wants that reciprocated. Agreed. Yeah. Shorzy is, I mean, he's, as we've seen from the very, his very end of, of Letterkenny, when he's basically putting in the work to just, where he just wrecks himself, he's puking. Yeah. <laughs> and well, so. He, he goes so hard, he has to fucking bend over a bucket every three laps. <laughs> like, fucking A. Yeah. So we, we know where his level is and, you know, the, and they, and which is explained in episode four with, with how he was raised and how he kind of forces himself to be better all the time uh, because he hates losing so fucking much. So yeah, it, that's kind of, I mean, you see the, you see that where the, where the seed started and where it's gotten to. Yeah. And no, and I, and now I it's just, flourished. <laughs> I think it's absolutely fascinating. Like the psychology of the individual, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so this is like, a, this is a way more fanfic thought, but, what you have fanfic thoughts? <laughs> Shut up, Lord. No, uh... I'm a slut. Um, okay. Shut up, slut. Uh, no, like I, I want like a whole series on like Shorzy, and he's got like disordered eating from being like food insecure before he was placed with his dad, and then he finally like feels like he's got a home with his dad and Morris and Carrie and Free, and he's like sorts his shit out then and gets a lot of healthier (laughs) habits but then like when he's feeling pressured when he like is so fearful and so hateful of losing with Sudbury then he like kind of relapses into bad habits and has to sort himself out again Mm -hmm. and I think it'd be very interesting to bring Goody in at several points in that arc to like compare and contrast his information from the past 
or you, his behavior from the past and in the present. Are you are you saying that you'd like to see uh, go have them kind of go the the Big Bang Theory route and do a young Shorzy? <laughs> no, Christ! First of all, fuck Big Bang Theory. That was the well, worst show to ever happen I, I, to Office ever. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it was that it, that it was good at all. I'm just saying that, that they, then they end up coming with Young Sheldon. <laughs> well, so. no, I think like some flashbacks might be helpful, but like so, like Shorzy in his youth has some like unhealthy habits, but he's working on it. But like Goody. Because they've been friends for so long, Goody has seen some of those mm. unhealthy habits and has seen some of his recovery. And then in the present, Goody can recognize when Shorzy's relapsing and is like, hey, man, get your shit together. Yeah. Like, I care about Settle you down. as a person. So, like, <laughs> maybe yeah. I, and, stop and, making yourself puke all the fucking I, time. And I don't know how old he would be now, but I could see a young Shorzy being played by the kid that played <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> So, like, I fucking love Samuel, right? Because, like, kids, whether they know it or not, they have this habit of, like, dishing your own shit yeah. out to you. So, like, whatever shit Samuel gives Wayne, that is absolutely the shit that Wayne gave to the adults in his life, and he mm. 100% deserves it. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that said, no, I, I, um... I just I think it would be interesting to have like somebody who knew him in his youth like Goody and somebody who knows him now mm -hmm. right like have that sort of continuity and like have a character like Goody be able to say you know what you're hurting yourself I can see you hurting yourself please stop hurting yourself yeah everyone agrees to fuck Big Bang Theory yeah. <laughs> good job yep right? I agree nice. oh I, yeah I... oh my god a girl in the comic book shop <laughs> Bitch, my like, house is I a want, comic book shop. <laughs> I want to fight whoever penned that line because, like, I do you do you think I'm not in my local comic shop every fucking week? Do you really? Yeah. Like, seriously, how many boxes? I I got rid of a shit ton of books when we moved, but I brought all the comics, <laughs> ranks, all of the graphic novels, all of the trades that were salvageable. Hey. Woo! Same, yeah. <laughs> right? The the tropes with us. Oh, we're not saying Sheldon is autistic. Here's all the the things we think make someone silly when they're autistic. Yeah, that's yeah. Unlike Kiso, so who... same. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're, we're all nerds here. Yes. Yes. If you don't listen we're, to our show, we're all on the a bit neurodivergent in some way. In some. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if, I if literally you're... don't think there is a person in nope. this meeting who's not. <laughs> oh, in this meeting? No, yeah, okay. I was going to say, oh, let's not go with the little, everyone's a little autistic because that'll piss me no, off. But um, I do I, fully like, believe, not... I do fully believe that if you can find yourself in the DSM, you are probably neurodivergent. Yep. I, That's well, my Have you not it. seen like the screed I went on on Reddit about oh, yeah. everyone's a little autistic? <laughs> no, I didn't see it, but thank you because. I struggle stabby, with stabby, that with stabby, like stabby. I do also find <laughs> well that's a little different. Um <laughs> I I find it really funny though that most of the people that I that say that in my presence I have probably thought at one point or time that they were and that is kind of like a gateway drug like someone goes oh I think everybody's a little autistic because they're actually starting to see that in themselves and they well, think they're starting well to everybody speak from must. their own experience yeah. everybody like, must well, actually, be that way no no not no. really actually no yeah 
but doesn't everybody struggle with xyz obviously neurodivergent symptom no actually no oh everybody's messy that this is that's a totally different that is not a thing that <laughs> like you know no messy until you've seen executive yeah. dysfunction and depression at the same time all right before we get into hey. a, 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 an entirely yeah, let's new do the thing conversation uh, <laughs> uh let's get into the uh the, until the, we get into a three-hour podcast the new game yeah <laughs> this, and we were expecting that yes uh, with, always with, with awesome always with awesome we we will definitely <laughs> i get literally into didn't write down that much stuff just because i was like oh it'll be awesome like it's gonna we're, be... we're gonna talk for an hour and i won't even have to look at my notes <laughs> okay you want to know something funny is i actually did not write anything down this time either because i knew i was just going to be able to like dive right in <laughs> and get into all the shit because legit yep yep yeah. <laughs> All right. All let's right. Do the so thing. let's uh, so uh, if any of you've been here before, uh, then you're gonna remember this game. But uh, for the you new folks, this is uh, kind of like how we do, did on a how are you now, but uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, our our version of fuck fight further here is uh, underwater squeezer, drop the mitts, or healthy scratch. Um, it's uh, this is and it's not whether or not you would give it to the person, but whether or not they deserve it. Um, so. Underwater squeezer? Do they deserve an underwater squeezer? Should they? Should the mitts be dropped and they need a? They need to be scrapped with, or are they a healthy scratch for this episode? They didn't really add much, but yeah, they're, they're there. So, and they're as we there. as we like to do, we're going to start with Shorzy, and I know where we're all going on this. I'm pretty sure. Uh, awesome, squeezer, Hundy <laughs> <laughs> P, baby girl, squeezer. Like he tried. Yeah. So hard. He tried What's hard? so hard. What's hard? <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so Love hard. You. Love you, Austin. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to Sanger. Squeezer. Squeeze. I, I, it's my headcanon that he didn't sleep with yeah. Mercedes, that he oh, was too uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Final <laughs> File also says that a healthy scratch could also be a stick tap. So. <laughs> True story. True story. All right, uh, Nat. Nat deserves a finger bang or yeah. a squeezer or whatever the fuck she wants. Right. I will yeah. suck her clit for 10 hours. <laughs> I don't care. Hello. hello. Um, yes. Yes. Me. All of it. Yeah. 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 Yes. Z. Yes. Z. The face. You know what? The face is hilarious. I, I'm just going to say sisters. She has been working so hard to get this team for this team mm -hmm. to get to where they are. I've, I'm just gonna say this right now. Everyone tonight is getting a fucking squeezer. No, no, no there's one that's, that's not. that can't be. But hold on, we'll hold get on, to it. hold yeah, on, we'll get to it. Hold them. on, Zig. Right. I think for when in unveiling the sweater the way she did, and yes. then like having to hide her face because she was giggling so hard because she thought it was so cute. <laughs> like, come on, she didn't do anything terrible in this one. Let her get, let her get a little action. Yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah. We Zig definitely gets the squeezer. Final file says we finally get to see Sanger's infamous underwater squeezer right. and the infamous and aqua, the dump. aqua dump. <laughs> what have I done without the turd floating in the water? I could have done nope, without get, that. You, you, Same. It's part of the combo. Uh, so, Z, so where are we on Z? Are we? Are we? Is they they, they get squeezer? All of them up until Z yeah. get squeezer. Up until Z. On on your list, yes. I don't know. Do you have something after Z that is not before uh, that I no, don't have in mind? No, no. So I yeah, well, we've said we've said squeezer for everybody okay, okay. so far. So here's uh for me where the mitts get dropped. JJ. Same. Drop the mitts. Fuck. Yeah, all fuck right. Him. Uh, fuck he him. abandoned his team. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fuck him. He gets the mitts. Right. And it's like I said in the last episode, if you're gonna be a slut, don't bring your girlfriend and be open about it. Like just say not 
not in a monogamous relationship with you. When I'm in this other city, I'm probably going to be with other people. Like, don't make her freak out all night long. Exactly. Worrying about what's going on and knowing what's going on and having to confront you before. You're right. And yeah, sorry. Um, And then like in front of all these other people, too. Like she's embarrassed because she knows this is happening and they know this is happening. And it's like, fuck yeah, you, JJ. So fuck you. It's so breezing. It is so breezing. Because like you said, Parking when someone parks her fucking Jeep I mean, outside fan. in the fuck front. You. You're not a fan. Yeah. Oh, no. Fuck you. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Nathan says, I would kick Jay Frankie, JJ in the Nars. He had smoking red hot. Right. Smoking hot redhead girlfriend. And he ruins it like a fool. Right. Uh, and then, so uh, pretty. Uh, Final Files says JJ's been off his game outside the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which which also affects his game game. So well, like his game got better when she showed up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That but... it had an effect on his actual game. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go to Nolo. <laughs> I know Nolo what gets this squeeze. I was like, oh, I know what Austin <laughs> wants him to go. On. <laughs> 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 All right, squeezer, so, squeezer for Dolo. I'm guessing the same for Goody. Squeezer. Hitch. Fuck yeah, I would give Goody a squeezer. Uh, Hitch buys. He needs a squeezer. Squeezer. Oh, yeah. All right, this one, I think, also gets the bits dropped. Laurence Leboeuf. Laurence is no, not the Laurence. No, no. I, I got confused. Sorry. She, uh, gets, she Laurence, gets a big she, hug. She, she gets, well, she gets a Laurence squeezer. Laurence gets a big hug. She deserves, like, she she deserves, deserves all a squeezer. Of the she deserves all of that, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was, I was jumping ahead to yes, the song. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Don't do uh, that. Michaels. Michaels gets squeezer. a squeezer. Squeezer. Yep. Oops. He got he got hit over and over and over and over and over yeah. again. He tried so hard. Fish also gets squeezer. a squeezer. Squeezer. Fish gets a squeeze. Laura Moore. Laura gets a squeeze. Mm. Yeah. Like, okay, so like she tells him to like take his tooth out. Yes. And he yeah, died. That, yes. And, and, oh, that was uh, the best flirt who ever. Was that, that brought that up a little she, bit ago. Um, yeah. That I think that was Phytophile. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, she. I definitely think that she has like yeah. a weakness for sluts. Yeah, but she tries how... to like rein that in hard. And, and, and like, I yeah, yes. she really is wearing her down. I, I and I I made a comment of this before. I mean, she's got a kid. I'm wondering if that's yeah. from a slut. Right. So, so read the yeah, read the comment. Yeah. So Final File says I just loved how it finally clicked and Laura had uh, adapted to Shorzy's and his quirks reminded by when he took the tooth out too. Right, uh, like the way well, that she knew, she, like beats him to the hull. Right, exactly. Every she time. every yeah. time she knows or, that, or they they synced up actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, uh, at the same huh? time. Yeah, and then she just smiles like, uh-huh. <laughs> she goes, "I know you're gay." <laughs> well, uh, I, no, I, I, and honestly, I think it's not even just like wearing her down. I think he he really is impressing her with the sincerity of his interest. Yeah, yeah. The, and the, I think that's she fi- what she, she finds really the consistency like. charming. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what she really doesn't like about sluts is that they're fickle. Mm-hmm. And Shorzy is the opposite of fickle. Like I said, all his he needs to be grounded. And he all has his behavior towards people is aspirational. It is all with the goal of making them his tribe. Yeah. And he's not he's not picked up any women this season. He's only no, flirted he with really Laura. Hasn't. He's only flirted he, with Laura. And it's not like Shorzy could not get mad pussy because he obviously could. He could get whatever he wanted. He chooses Laura and his wants are specific. Yeah. You know. And I think she's starting to see that. Like, 
in in that last episode where she where they were giggling right. and flirting and she's like oh man fuck look it's like <laughs> Like yeah. I've been Nathan and, yeah. and Fido Fowl both say he'd be so he'd be so fucking. I have been in that position where all of a sudden you realize that someone that you had said no to is actually kind of attractive, and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> well, and like the thing is, I can understand her being cautious because she does have a kid, and mm-hmm. who the fuck wants to waste their time? Yeah, yeah. Like she is, she is a grown woman, and she's got. She's got this kid and this life and and this job. She's <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't know. Why, it's funny. Why would she get involved with someone who isn't gonna be cool with her job or with right. her having a kid? Right. Totally. Yeah. And who's just gonna fuck off whenever because you know something prettier comes along? Where yeah. in Shorzy's she world, want a JJ? No. She wants a fucking grown ass partner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. Anyway, so let's move on to Anik. <laughs> Tiara's oh, yeah. favorite character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other reason why I was a little weary of Shorzy when I heard that it was going to be Shorzy and Anik that were both in this. I was like, oh, Jesus, I hate both of them. But, like, I have I, I have grown to love Shorzy. I still fucking hate Anik. Okay, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> like, when we first see Anik in Questionable Call, she tells Jay right to like cool as fucking jets when he starts getting a little um weird and then in this one he's like there's a you know, possible amount of good looking girls in Sudbury and she's like yeah go hit the showers respectfully I think, respectfully I genuinely think that he tried to hit on her <laughs> and then when she shot him down he tried nagging her and she's like no you're <laughs> a child get the fuck away from me so then you're <laughs> dropping the mitts for Anik or you're squeezing or what are you? Healthy scratch? I'll I'll give Anik as yeah, I'll give Anik a healthy, healthy scratch. scratch. All right, I can go with yeah. that. But Tessa, she gets a squeezer from me for sure. Tessa gets a squeezer. <laughs> healthy scratch. <laughs> Y'all go right ahead, but Jay, Jay on right. Uh, I, I give him a whole scratch. gets the mitts. You get, okay. He gets the mitts. Okay. All right. All right. What about I you? I find him super annoying. I... And as like a fictional character, that's the cardinal sin. Okay. I mean, for me, the the whole <laughs> newscast was just like a meh, so healthy scratch for all of them. Okay. So Ra, you <laughs> give a healthy scratch. I yeah, me too. Uh, well... Yeah, Ra gets the scratch. That's all right. All right. Now the squeezer giver, Mercedes. <laughs> I can. She's a slut, and I can respect. Yeah, her. I can absolutely respect it. She's open about what she wants and what she's gonna yeah. do, and like she, she is does very not... fucking upfront, man. She made no secret of anything. Mm-hmm. Bitch gets a squeezer. Okay. I definitely have respect for for somebody who is unapologetically themselves, unabashedly, unabashedly. Uh, yeah. Squeezers all around. Uh, here, here. Okay, so now we can drop the mitts. Mm. Lisson Nadu. Fuck her. <laughs> you know, Lisson, she... She parked out front on purpose. She knew he had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She even said, like, waved at her hello when she went in the other day. Yeah. Mm, fuck her. Mm-mm. Nope. That was calculated. That was, I'm going to go over there it's to not like, Yeah, she was not ignorant. Him. I'm going to oh. go sleep with him. I don't care that he's got a girlfriend. And then, oops, I got caught. <laughs> Hi, I love you. You're, I'm, I'm a fan. Okay. Well, what I want to know, oh, well, right, is case. like, did JJ <laughs> tell Lisson that Laurence was his girlfriend? 
or did she assume like JJ did that they were just friends with benefits? How do you think that JJ assumed that they were friends with benefits? Because JJ does not act like Ooh. he was in a committed relationship with Laurence. It, what, when they're acts like a hockey fuck boy who's going to another city to get fucking tail. Yes, he does. However, um, the the thing that we were saying before was you don't invite somebody to come in and be in the same city with you if you're not in a relationship with them. Like, I mean, it's obviously that he was waiting for her to get there, that he felt like shit until she got there, played like shit until she well, got yeah. there. So now here's, no, an interesting... here's the thing, right? Like, I think he thought they had a friends with benefits situation. I don't believe that. And he <laughs> thought that they were in a relationship. I, I mean, yeah, she came all the way from that. Quebec. I do not believe that. To stay I, with him. The movie star came to spend the weekend and then go back. And then she didn't go back. And JJ's like, the fuck? So hang on. No. So, hang on. Yeah, all right. All right. Agree to disagree. Anyway, so uh, so uh, now Fighter Files says Lasong knows she's fucking up the team by distracting JJ too, mm -hmm. which I don't disagree. Does but I I well here's the thing. I think it's it's quite possible that somebody knows that he's he and like Nathan says he's a manho as it was just as was brought up yeah uh, in the first episode. But but hang on. Forget manho. He just a hoe. But so. But by that, it's is it possible that someone could have brought her in to do just that to fuck with the team? Oh, it, you think it's sabotage? Could be. So, I still think it's just a, a selfish woman who saw something she wanted and decided to go get it because he had a reputation. Yeah, and he's no, a dummy. Fightophiles got it right. The sluts are covering for him. Dolo That's true. Straight yeah. up says no. He's at the Renaissance, and then he's like, I don't know. Yeah, when she asked, where, where is he? I don't know. <laughs> so no, he's definitely exercising a bit of bros before. Yeah. Incorrectly, I think. Um, <clears throat> no, but I, I genuinely think that. So, okay, here's another thing. I think JJ is definitely dealing with some brain damage. I think he's dealing with a lot of post-concussion syndrome. I don't think he's like a hundred percent compost mentis. <laughs> okay. Cause like, okay, in Letterkenny, he's clever, he's witty, he's on it with the chirps, he gives back and forth, he speaks fucking English. Mm -hmm. And in Shorzy, he's forgetful. He has to repeat things and he has to have things repeated to him. He completely stopped speaking English. He's distracted or just absolutely not present a lot of the time. Yeah, staring out into space a lot. I've, yeah. I've seen that. Like, I I think he's dealing with some traumatic brain, and I think that's why he wasn't on a team when Shorzy went to recruit him, because he was supposed to be resting. He was supposed to be recovering. Hmm. Okay. And then Shorzy brings him in, and he, you know, just wants the dubs, so he's not really paying attention. And I wonder if this is going to come back up in Series 2, where JJ finally admits to the team that, yeah, I'm dealing with, like, TBI. And then Shorzy is like, fuck, I should have noticed something. I know this guy. I know what he's like. Why didn't I notice? 
Yeah. I don't know. I well, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan says JJ uh, has relationship ADD. puts <laughs> by put put, uh, put something pretty in front of him, and he can't help himself. I mean, you just described a slut. He 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 definitely he definitely. Uh, I think he craves the attention. <clears throat> yeah, and he craves the external validation. I think that's. I think that is more pronounced by the fact that he wasn't on a team when he's like pretty been pretty consistently you know valued by the hockey community up to that point because he used to play in the show and now he's like in these fucking like local leagues so yeah but where does that lead? so now i do th- here's the thing laurence definitely thinks that they're in a relationship because mm-hmm. yeah. because <laughs> She's got his Siamese cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you leave that with somebody you you trust. I'm assuming that they've been living together based off of that. That sounds, that's what I it mean, sounds. I but, think that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, like, not necessarily. I mean, you would live with your like, cat, I, I would think. I would leave my dog with a friend that I trusted to take care of him. But mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm sleeping with them. Well, I I, I don't know. I, or I feel like I'm they. I feel like the show tried to make a big deal that they were together <laughs> yeah. and that he was cheating on her. I that's, don't. That's I don't think there was like, any yeah. ambiguity I between think them. The show made I, a big he deal of the fact he might have been lying to her. He might have been yeah. lying to her or playing her or whatever. But I still like stand by the show presented them as a relationship that he was cheating which is on. Wh- which is why the bros were covering mm-hmm. for him because I she's think... a relationship. If he was just <laughs> sleeping with her, he wouldn't care if yeah. she knew. And by by the way. Big props for getting the girl at the uh, from the Colson that was dancing. Right, <laughs> you fucking goody, good Goldie, Goldie, Scott Goldie. So anyway, let's well, finish. Then, let's finish up Lasan. <laughs> so where are you on Lasan? You know, Lasan's a healthy scratch. All right, all right. And then finally, <laughs> Benny and Remed Nudo. <laughs> Okay, Remy, I love that Remy got drunker and just started saying his name. <laughs> he just he, he just, just said his own name. Just over. brother. Uh, yeah, that was Benny Benoit Benoit Balls. What? Benoit Benny brother. Yeah, they were great, and and that pulling the rug, pulling the rug off was great right i love like he, he cheered so hard his headset fell off uh yeah he took the toupee tyranny. with it yes no when when tyranny took it off he, he then grabbed it and threw it and so it wasn't yeah. like a rally towel right yes Started whipping it around yeah exactly yeah uh tyranny and torrens i love them you gotta Absolutely. love them. Comedy genius. Yes. Like, but not worthy. No. no. Yeah. No. I mean, maybe, but. Healthy scratch. <laughs> so. Rami Nadal. says it was a very bad hair piece. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so it bad. Was it was very good. bad on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. Can I mean, that. it was I mean, so bad. It was good. I, lo- I love how they're made to look like. Uh, like oh, they're from the 70s. Yeah, yep. those motherfuckers straight up stepped out in 1973. Don't oh, argue yeah. with they, me. They jumped from the uh, from the booth in uh, in slap shot over to, just over. about. Maybe no, that was like, now I need to that, look at that again. Did they actually? I wonder. 
between that and like the born to be alive moment, like born to be alive. <laughs> like the disco and the 70s vibes oh, yeah. and like drinking scotch in the recording booth. I love it so Brilliant. much. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I kind of wish they had had an organ player too, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan says I had a priest at my Catholic school who had a blonde wig, <laughs> but, oh! but he had black hair, so who knows why he had a blonde wig? Uh, oh, <laughs> a priest with vanity—that's amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, I mean, who, but who's going to question the priest, right? What was that? Doing? Really? I said, who's going to question the priest about it? Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Sir, literally uh, anybody with a brain. Faza, why is your head, bro? <laughs> Faza, do you care how you look? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. So, uh, did right. I miss anybody? I think I that's don't everybody. think so. I think you got everybody. I think, I think we got them all. We had, yeah. no, we had no Pam this episode, so <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> I like Pam. Pam takes no shit. I love her. Yeah. I do want to see her end up with Hitch, though. I think that'd be fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> Make it. Take your gyms, put your gyms in, have some self respect. No, take your gyms out. Give me head. <laughs> exactly. You know, after seeing um, that actor uh, do an interview when he was still playing and stuff uh, without the heavy accent, I, I do have to. Yeah, admit, speaking English very clearly. I, I was much more like, ooh. Oh, it hits you. The same with JJ, seeing him put it yes. in the juniors. Well, JJ actually, it was exactly how I imagined it. I don't know uh, how to say yeah. that. Like, the look, look like a very sweet young man. Uh, I think it's, yeah, he's probably what, 16, 17 yeah, at the time. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, Mm. He's a baby. yeah. He was a baby. He was yeah. he was very much. But a yeah, baby. watch watching that spit spit. It was a, a spit and chicklets. chicklets episode that he was on, and yeah, him talking just in his regular. I mean, you could tell he there was, was a bit of an, an episode. Accent. He was on an episode of uh, Tales with Tior too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, Tior's had most of the guys from the show on his podcast. Very cool. <laughs> Find a yes. bunch of picturing a drunk priest with a blonde wig badly covering his thin black Hell hair. Hell yeah. All right, guys, <laughs> I, I've uh, I've had a whole ginger beer and like five ounces of whiskey, so there you I go. gotta use the bathroom. All yeah, right. well, you know what? It's, well, uh, we're, we're about at the end an of the show, so two what, hours. So, yeah, so, uh, so let's do yeah. uh, just quite, quick final thoughts if you have any. I want to see series two. I'm hoping that green light is telling us we're getting series two. Seriously. Definitely, definitely. That and, is the hope. Uh, so yeah, uh, next week or two or three, whenever it happens, uh, keep an eye on this channel uh, on Twitter. Generally, where we'll be, and we'll uh, we'll let you know when we're doing our recap. We're going to be having uh, Al from the Produce Stand on, as well as uh, it looks like Awesome has agreed to join, as well as some a few others. Yep. Uh, it'll be a big, uh, big kind of. Uh, have a party. Uh, uh, it'll be a bit of the Blooster Club, and uh, it'll uh, we're going to have some fun and just kind of recap the season all yeah. together. Uh, and I will also be, uh, TR and I will also be on the produce stand mm -hmm. with their recap. I don't know how we're doing this exactly, but we're doing it. We'll figure it out. We'll but, figure it out. But, figure it out. but uh, yeah. yeah, big, big thanks to uh, Phytophile and Nathan here for joining us. Uh, thanks again to Awesome for coming to hang out with us like like she does. Uh, this is always fun. Um, and uh, yeah, we're uh, like the rest of you, we're looking forward to a season two. But yeah, check back with us and we'll be talking about that 
even more so in our, in our recap. Yeah. So uh, goodbye, everybody. We will see you when we see you. So uh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> so Bye. take care now. Bye. Thanks so much for putting your bums in our seats today. We really appreciate it. We're so grateful to our longtime Letterkenny fans for being with us this far. And we're also very grateful for any new folks who've chosen to join us. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email to hosts at howareyounowpod.com or howareyounowpod at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at howareyounowpod. We'd love to hear from you. We want to give a big shout out to our pals over at Light the Lamp for providing our intro and outro music for the show. The intro tune is For the Win, and the outro tune is Miracle. You can find Light the Lamp on Bandcamp, Twitter, and Instagram. Please go check them out. Their links will be in our show notes. And, as we like to say... Shut the fuck up, Sanguinette!